the Bible Study Podcast, episode 740. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of Hosea with chapter 12. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 12. You may remember that I left the last verse, verse 12 of chapter 11. So we're going to actually jump back one verse and we're covering Israel's sin. Israel's sin, chapter 11, verse 12. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies. Israel with deceit and Judah is unruly against God, even against the faithful Holy One. And then continue on to chapter 12. Ephraim feeds on the wind. He pursues the east wind all day and multiplies lies and violence. He makes a treaty with Assyria and sends olive oil to Egypt. The Lord has a charge to bring against Judah. He will punish Jacob according to his ways and repay him according to his deeds. In the womb, he grasped his brother's heel. As a man, he struggled with God. He struggled with the angel and overcame him. He wept and begged for his favor. He found him at Bethel and talked with him there. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord is his name. But you must return to your God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. The merchant uses dishonest scales and loves to defraud. Ephraim boasts, I am very rich, I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find me in any iniquity or sin. I have been the Lord your God ever since you came out of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again, as in the days of your appointed festivals. I spoke to the prophets, gave them many visions, and told parables through them. Is Gilead wicked? It's People are worthless. Do they sacrifice bulls in Gilgal? Their altars will be like piles of stones on a plowed field. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife, and to pay for her he tended sheep. The Lord used a prophet to bring Israel up from Egypt. By a prophet he cared for him. But Ephraim has aroused his bitter anger. His Lord will leave on him the guilt of his bloodshed and will repay him for his contempt. So more bad news for Israel here. But this time, instead of being told like last chapter through this concept of through the eyes of a father-son relationship, This one is God, through Hosea, reaching out and talking to them about where they came from and remembering who their people used to be. It starts here with talking about Judah. So Judah, who is also Israel. Ephraim is surrounding me with lies, Israel with deceit. Now we're talking about the country, Israel, that is often referred to in this book as Ephraim. But then it starts talking about the, and Judah is unruly against God, even against the Holy Spirit the faithful Holy One. And then it says, Ephraim feeds on the wind. He pursues the east wind all day and multiplies lies and violence. Okay, so there's the big problem with Israel. And then there's the other problems that come from it. And in the New Testament, if we were reading Romans, for instance, we would talk about sin and we would talk about sins. The sin being that root problem of a broken relationship between us and God and sins, the actions that we do that come from that. And so the we start to see some of these actions that Israel, that Ephraim is doing that are coming from that broken relationship. And so we get lies, deceit, violence, 
are the first three that come up. And lies and deceit and violence, it sounds like we might be ripping this out of the current events here. We're seeing a fair amount of lies and deceit and violence these days, but this is not a good sign. You don't want to live in a country that is either full of just lies that everything, nobody tells the truth, uh, that doesn't go well, or full of violence and no one feels safe. And yet that is what God is saying it's like in Israel right now, is that they have lost their center. They've lost their connection to God. And because of that, they become a violent and deceitful nation. And what that also implies is if we have become a violent and deceitful nation, we ought to look at our connection with God. Um, And I don't just mean the people who aren't Christian should look at that. I mean that we all should look at that. Because often when Hosea is talking to the people of Israel, he's talking to their prophets and religious leaders also. So we should not assume that because somebody is religious that they're not falling into this trap. Remember that we learned that they've got lots of altars. It's just what they're doing on them that is offending God. And then it says you make a treaty with Israel and send olive oil to Egypt. So Assyria and Egypt, again, the two biggest powers on the block. And often you'd play one against the other to try and maintain yourself as an independent nation sitting in between those two. It's eventually Assyria that's going to take Israel away. And the charge of, I bring this charge against Judah, who will punish Jacob according to his ways and repay him according to his deeds. And so now we start talking about Jacob. We start talking about Israel, the person, uh, the last of the patriarchs, right? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And repay him according to his deeds. In the womb he grasped at his brother's heel. As a man he struggled with God. He struggled with the angel and overcame him. He wept and begged for his favor. He found him at Bethel, and there he talked to him. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord is his name. Okay, so all of that section here is just being lifted from the story of Jacob in Genesis. And if you don't remember that, you can go back to the study that we did on Genesis, on Jacob, when he before he becomes Israel. And the brother is Esau, who is the father of the Edomites. And he, they have, they have a contentious relationship. And so right now we're talking about Jacob and what he did. And so we're sort of remembering Israel. Remember where you came from. Remember that Israel, you're named after this person who wrestled with God, who struggled with an angel and overcame him. Remember how he found God at Bethel. Remember Jacob's ladder. Remember how he begged a favor of God. All of those things. Remember. Remember where you came from. And then the Lord God, the Lord is his name. But, and now we're talking again to Israel, the country, to Ephraim, but you must return to your God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. Remember who you are and come back. And again, now we get another one of those sins. So justice is what they're missing. And they're also missing love. Again, so that would imply that if we find that we are missing love or we are missing justice, we ought to look to our relationship with God and make sure that it's okay. Because these are symptoms of the problem, the problem being that broken relationship. The merchant uses dishonest scales and loves to defraud. And I don't know if you notice, but next time you go to the gas station or you go to the grocery store, look to see if on your gas pump or on your scales in the grocery store, there's a seal, a government seal that says, you know, Department of Weights and Measures or something to that effect. 
because where I live in our country, we have someone who goes out and is responsible for making sure that every gas pump, a gallon is a gallon, that every, you know, when you weigh your bananas in the grocery store, a pound is a pound. And the reason why we have those, obviously, is we didn't always do that. Uh, both in this country, but also historically, there were sometimes you had to bring your own weights because you just couldn't count on the merchants using honest weights. When they were selling things to you, they would their pounds would be a little less than a pound. When they were buying things from you, it would be a little more than a pound. And, and it was so dishonest that you just got used to the fact that you were always being cheated. And God is saying, well, another one of your symptoms of things going wrong is you're getting used to dishonesty. You're getting used to dishonest scales. Just even in the simplest things, you're cheating. You're you're not, you know, a huge tax cheater, for instance, but you're cheating in little ways. You're just getting used to everyday corruption. And that is not who we are intended to be, and that's not who the the people of God are intended to be. And that's what God is telling Israel. Ephraim boasts, I am very rich, I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find in me any iniquity or sin. Now, that sounds a little bit like, do you walk to school or do you take your lunch? How is being rich associated with, because I'm rich, they won't find any wrong in me? And I don't know for sure, but one of the things it sounds like is they may have two sets of justice. They may have justice for those who are wealthy and justice for those who are not. And so they're expecting that because they have become wealthy, they're going to get a different standard. Now, we have that problem these days, more or less in different countries, but it's there's a different standard if you can afford a good lawyer. There's a different standard if you are rich. I'd like to say it is not the case, but it's too true. And, you know, it shouldn't be that when you go into court, you are more guilty if you are poor. It shouldn't be that if you are, you know, a friend of the mayor or the governor's or the president's, that you are more likely to get away with something. If it is, then you're seeing corruption, right? And that is what God is seeing when he looks at Israel, is they become corrupt because they've lost, again, that connection with God. I become your God ever since you came out of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again, as in the days of the appointed festivals. I spoke to the prophets, gave them many visions, and told parables through them. So remember who you are. Remember where you came from. Remember I brought you out of Egypt. Remember how you used to live in tents. Remember how we still do that at the time of the appointed festivals, the Feast of Booze, where we go off and live in tents again, or at least I asked you to. You know, I spoke to the prophets, you got visions, you got parables. Remember all that. Remember who you are. And then is Gilead wicked? Its people are worthless. Do they sacrifice bulls in Gilgal? Their altars will be piles of stones on a plowed field. This is not good. He's saying that 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 you have now will be taken away. That warning that keeps coming through this book. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife. And to pay for her, he tended sheep. Now we're talking again about remember who you are. Remember where you came from. Jacob fled from his brother Esau. He went to Aram. And then Jacob, Israel, served to get a wife. Well, he served to get two wives. He served to get Rachel and then Leah. And paid for her, paid for both of them, while he tended sheep. Again, remember who you are. The Lord used a prophet to bring Israel out of Egypt, Moses. 
by a prophet he cared for him. But Ephraim has aroused his bitter anger. His Lord will leave him on the guilt of his bloodshed and will pay him for his contempt. So again, remember who you are, remember where you came from, and come back. Because otherwise, judgment is coming. Judgment for your guilt, for your lies, for your violence, for your contempt, for your injustice. Let's not be in that situation. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.